Well, how many of you have pets? Oh, I wish you were in the room here so I could see how many of you are raising hands, but I would guess that many of you do have dogs or cats or goldfish or other little hamsters maybe. Uh, Some of your pets I've seen and some I've met. Uh, As you know, I have two adorable little cats named Hobson and Hannah, and how do you treat your pets? Do you take good care of them? Do you love them? Do you abuse them, for, just kind of neglect them, forget about them? I would guess that you take very good care of your pets. I take great care of Hobson and Hannah. I, I try to um, protect them from getting into things in the house that I know would not be good for them. I feed them. Sometimes I feed them too much, especially when they convince me that they're starving to death and they just need another can of a fancy feast. But I, I try to take care of them. I play with them on a, with a little toy that I run around the house and they chase. And I try to get their exercise. I make sure they get plenty of sleep. I love my cats. And I take care of them. And I told my neighbor one day, I said, if my house ever catches on fire and I'm not there, would you make sure the firemen get my cats out? Everything else can burn up. Just don't let my cats die. Well, in a way, I look at my cats as my little flock of sheep, uh, and I'm their shepherd because I take care of them. I care about them. But, you know, it's also comforting to know that I have a shepherd, that somebody who's looking after me, somebody who cares for me and protects me, and that is Yahweh Roe, God, my shepherd. That's the name that we studied this week. And we looked at examples throughout Scripture of bad shepherds and how they contrasted with the good shepherds and the the good shepherd that we read about in uh, the New Testament. And we, we see the differences between the two. And our Yahweh Roe is the good shepherd. And he strengthens us for this journey throughout life. And so today, I want to look at a very familiar psalm, Psalm 23, and I know what you're thinking. is like, oh no, not Psalm 23 again. How many sermons or lectures have I heard on Psalm 23? And I understand, I've heard plenty too. But this is the psalm that God kept taking me back to this week as we studied about the shepherd. And so every time I read it, it, it's fresh. And so I don't want you to tune me out just because it's familiar. Uh, But this is a powerful psalm that really encourages us as we look at the shepherd in the psalm. Well, David wrote this psalm, and he wrote it probably near the end of his life. And David gives us a beautiful picture of our relationship with Yahweh Roe, God our shepherd. He knew what the relationship was like between the shepherd and the sheep because he himself was a shepherd. But you know what's interesting about this psalm is that David did not write it from the perspective of the shepherd. He wrote it from the perspective of the sheep because he knew that he was a sheep and that Yahweh Roe was his shepherd and he was loved by him. And so my encouragement to you this week from this week's lesson is find strength in your shepherd Yahweh Roe. And as we walk through Psalm 23, I want to point out six ways that Yahweh Roe, God our shepherd, strengthens us. And so the first way is that he provides for us. 
Verse 1, the Lord, Yahweh, is my shepherd. I shall not want. A good shepherd provides for a sheep. We've just, I mentioned that earlier. I mean, he's going to provide food. He's going to provide shelter. He's going to provide water, protection, rest. And in the same way, our shepherd is going to provide for us everything we need. But, and with every one of these main points, I'm going to give you two little sub-points with this. With, with each of these areas, there is an enemy that attacks us. And the enemy here is the enemy of worry. Worry robs us of our strength. We worry that we're going to lack something that we need that, oh gosh, what's going to happen when I get to this point in life? And am I going to have enough money? Am I going to be able to handle this situation? What if I get this diagnosis? What am I going to do? And so that enemy is worry. Worry wants to rob us of the strength that the shepherd is trying to provide in saying that you don't need to worry. You're not going to be in need. That's what David says, I shall not want. And you know, worry doesn't um, accomplish anything for us. It doesn't help out the situation. It only impacts our health in a negative way. I mean, we lay awake at night worrying. We, we, we get stressed. Our GI system gets messed up. Don't let the enemy of worry rob you of the strength that the shepherd gives as he provides for you. So, and, and the second little sub-point I want to give unto each of these is our response. How should we respond to Yahweh Roi in these times of need? And our response should be, trust your shepherd. We don't need to worry, uh, but I do. And I, I confess, I, and this uh, psalm has really spoken to me this week as I've been studying it. I do worry. I, I just, I worry about the unknowns. I worry about the the future and what what is going to happen then and I have plenty of things that I worry about but when we worry we're not trusting our shepherd to take care of us just as a shepherd provides everything the sheep need the Lord provides everything we need not everything we want but everything we need the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want is there anything you're worried about today? I just, I encourage you to just stop, write it down. And then over it, write, I will trust you, Yahweh Roi. You will provide. So a second way the shepherd strengthens us is that he refreshes us. Uh, in verse 2, David says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And this verse is a picture of how the shepherd refreshes us by providing nourishment and rest. And just like sheep can't go all day without stopping for rest and nourishment, we can't do that either. You know, green pastures gives us a picture of just uh, nourishment and rest. They, they're a place that we can go and we can just kind of, oh, enjoy and slow down and 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 feast in those green pastures he doesn't make us lie down on rocky ground where there's nothing to to feast on he lets us he wants us 
to lie down in these green pastures. That Hebrew word and phrase for makes means literally to compel. And so the literal meaning of this verse is he interrupts me to make me lie down. I am just go, go, go. He makes me lie down. And there are times that we just keep uh, going even though we're running on empty. We feel like we have so much to do or we just have to get this done. And we don't stop for nourishment and rest. We push ourselves to the point of exhaustion. And he finally has to just make us, interrupts us, and makes us lie down in green pastures. You know, as much as I have hated this season of the coronavirus over the past year, God has used that. One of the the positives that I've seen in this season has been that God has used that to force us to slow down. I mean, back in March 2020, things came to a halt. And it was good for us because, you know, life had just been getting busier and busier. We were adding more things to our schedule. We were running from this to that to this to that, and we're running ourselves ragged. And then finally, he says, enough, stop, rest. Just like the shepherd wants to make his sheep slow down, rest, feast on his good pasture, our good shepherd wants us to slow down and feast on his word. That is what nourishes us, the word of God. But we have to slow down and enjoy it and not just run through it trying to get to the next thing. You know, it's one of the things I enjoyed about Christmas this year. I wasn't with my family. I was alone on Christmas Day. But it was special because it was the first Christmas I've had in a long time that I've been able to get up and spend extended time with the Lord on Christmas morning. And it refreshed me. It was so sweet a time with him. You know, the quiet waters gives us a picture of rest. Just thinking about walking into this green pasture and then by these just quiet, calming waters, it's just a picture of slowing down. We need rest. But the enemy here that threatens to attack us is the enemy of busyness. Busyness robs us of our strength. And we tend to just fill our schedules and run, 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 and we don't slow down to take time to rest and be nourished. So what should our response be here when we find ourselves uh, in this season? We need to rest in the shepherd, slow down, and trust him to accomplish everything that needs to be done. When we rest, when we take that Sabbath, we're saying, God, I trust you that you're going to take care of all these things if I stop. Draw from his strength as he refreshes you through rest and nourishment. A third way that the shepherd strengthens us is that he restores us. Verse 3, the very first part of verse 3, he restores my soul. And I think this differs from the previous, uh, you know, where he, he refreshes us because that was talking more about the physical side of us. You know, our nourishment, our, our strength, our rest. But here, he restores my soul, I think is referring to our spiritual and emotional side. Uh, this phrase literally means he causes my vigor to return. It means 
to restore vitality or strength to renew. And so when David writes, he restores my soul, he is speaking of spiritual and emotional healing and restoration. David knew what it was like to be discouraged. He knew what it was like to have enemies chasing him down. He knew what it was like to have family issues. His son rebelled against him. To have marital issues, to to face times of depression, what it was like to face temptation of sin. He knew what it was like to despair. And we are going to have those seasons when we are bruised, sick, and weary sheep, not doing well spiritually or emotionally. The enemy here that attacks us is despair. It robs us of our strength when we get so down and lose hope because of either we've been wounded by somebody else or we've been wounded by our own sins and we're weary and we can easily move to that place of despair and lose hope. You know, uh, shepherds would go and they would find, that they'd notice, they'd look and they'd they, they knew their sheep, and they would go and find a sheep that was missing, and he may be laying down sick, or he might be bruised or, or wounded, or he may just have fallen on his back, and, you know, sheep couldn't get up by themselves. But the shepherd would go, and he would find that sheep and pick that sheep up and carry him to a place where he could heal him and anoint his little wounds and bring him back to full restoration. And that's exactly what he does for us. He knows our despair, our discouragement. He knows when we need restoration and healing from our wounds, from others or ourselves. And he wants to restore us and carry us to that place of healing. So what is our response here? Cry out to the shepherd. Don't keep it to yourself. Cry out, help. Yahweh Roe, I need you. And when he comes and he picks you up and holds you, tell him honestly what you're feeling. Cry out to him. Ask him to restore you, to heal you. And he will. A fourth way the shepherd strengthens us is that he guides us. We see this at the second part of verse 3. David says, He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, as our shepherd, he leads us down the right paths. He knows the right way to take us. He knows the best way to take us. He knows the way of righteousness. But we have an enemy who wants to get us off track, and that enemy here is Satan and the world. And they're voices that want to pull us away from God's path. You know, the world says, hey, come on, we got a more fun way. Come on, let's go. This is much better. Your way is old-fashioned. Follow me. Or... Satan trying to get us off the path and trying to tell us that, you know, that way is not going to be good. I've got a better way that has much more to offer you. And so what should our response be at this, these times? Follow the shepherd. Don't wander off the path. No matter what these voices of the enemies are trying to tell you, don't stray off the path. Stay Follow the shepherd, not the voices 
of these enemies? Are you following the shepherd? Or are you following another sheep who is getting off the path? They're kind of just getting off and they're saying, come on, you know, you're not on the right path. You need to come on this path. This is the right path. Be careful. Or are you following a false shepherd, someone who's teaching wrong? Or are you just wandering off on your own because you're independent and you really just don't want somebody else to tell you the path to go? We find strength as the shepherd guides us. Follow the shepherd. A fifth way the shepherd strengthens us is that he comforts us. In verse 4, this is that familiar verse that we love, most of us have memorized. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We are all going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And I'm not talking about, I don't think this is talking about just death. The valley of the shadow of death is any time of darkness in our lives, including death. But other times, maybe it's going through a journey of fighting cancer or marital issues. It's just any dark time in our life. You know, the shepherd often had to take his sheep through deep ravines and valleys that were so deep and so narrow that the sunlight couldn't get down to them and it was dark. And you can imagine being in the dark and you're wandering around and, and uh, if the sheep stayed close to the shepherd and to each other and kind of hustled together in community as they're wandering through these little ravines in the darkness, they would be fine because the shepherd would eventually lead them up and out into the light again. But if they didn't stay close, they'd get lost. Being on the right path doesn't mean that we're not going to face darkness or danger or even difficulty in life as we follow the shepherd. But we have the shepherd. So who is the enemy? What is the enemy that threatens to rob us of our strength here? Fear. When we're in these seasons of these shadow of, of the valley of death, I mean, the enemy is fear. And David says, I fear no evil. Why? Because David found comfort in his sh- shepherd, and so can we. And he found comfort in really two things that he mentions here. First, he found comfort in the shepherd's presence. He said, I fear no evil for you are with me. I'm not afraid because your presence is right here. You know, a dear friend of ours uh, went home to be with the Lord not too long ago and at his memorial service, he, a friend shared how, you know, in these last days because of COVID, people really couldn't be in the room with them. But as he was talking to him on the phone and he said, I may be alone in this room, but I'm not alone. I know my God is with me. And that comforts us. We're never alone, no matter if we're in a room alone or not. That strengthens us. And the other thing that strengthened David was the shepherd's rod and the staff. He said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And and these are instruments that were used by the shepherd really for their protection and guidance. The rod was something he used to kind of beat off the enemies and the predators and the the, uh, animals that were trying to take his sheep. And he would just push them aside. 
And the staff was an instrument he used to grab them if they were about to fall off the side of a hill, and he'd grab them around the neck and pull them back on. Or he'd pull them from wandering off. They were good for them. And so that was where David found his comfort as God, the shepherd, strengthened him. So what should our response be here? Cling to the shepherd. Don't wander off. Don't lose your dependence on him. Don't get far away from the shepherd. You stay close to him in those dark times. You cling to him. And as long as you're right there next to the shepherd, you have nothing to fear. And then a sixth way, the last way, the shepherd strengthens us. He blesses us. In chapter, uh, in, in verses 5 and 6, he says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, in these last two verses, it, it almost seems like they don't fit with the rest of the psalm because David moves the focus away from the shepherd sheep relationship to a host guest relationship and he pictures God as a host of a banquet in his house and David was the guest and the host would invite the guest in and he would feed him he would protect him from his enemies outside he would soothe and heal his wounds with anointing oil he took care of his guest this was just a different way of looking at God as our shepherd. David was given that picture of the host and the guest. But in the same way, the, the host and the shepherd take care of the sheep, the guest. And we find David rejoicing in the Lord's blessings here in these two verses, even with his enemies still outside. He could rejoice in the blessings that God had given him and had provided for him. And God pours out his blessings on us. And we can find comfort and strength in those blessings, in his loving kindness, in his goodness. So what is the enemy here? The enemy here is really all the things that threaten us in life. All the above enemies and others that I haven't mentioned. It's just everything that's outside trying to get at us. His blessings strengthen us. That's why I love that, that song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. I love that because when I count my blessings, it strengthens me. What's our response here? Embrace the shepherd. Enjoy his goodness and his loving kindness and all the other blessings he's given us. We need strength for this journey in life. And in some seasons, we need strength more than others. You know, I, I, I've shared with some friends recently that I'm weary of the season that we're in with COVID and just political unrest and division even in our churches. We don't even, we, we can't even unite. I, I'm just kind of weary of it. But I know that I can find strength in this season in my shepherd, Yahweh Roe. So he strengthens us in six ways from Psalm 23. He provides for us. He refreshes us. He restores us. He guides us. He comforts us. He blesses us. 
Don't let your enemies rob you of your strength that the shepherd wants to give you. What enemies are you facing today? Is it worry? Trust the shepherd. Is it the enemy of busyness? Rest in the shepherd. Despair? Cry out to the shepherd. Satan in the world? Follow the shepherd. Fear? Cling to the shepherd. Whatever enemy you're facing, embrace your shepherd. Find strength in Yahweh Roe. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are our shepherd. Thank you that you do give us strength to go through every journey you have us on. And Father, I know people listening to this are in different places in life. Some are struggling with health issues. Others are struggling with loneliness. Others are just struggling with just the uncertainty of the times. But God, I pray that you would draw them close and that they would nestle close to you as the sheep with the shepherd and that they would embrace you with all their hearts. Father, thank you that you care for us, that you love us, that you strengthen us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I look forward to next week, our last uh, name that we're going to be studying next week. And until then, I'll see you and giving you a virtual hug.